0: I don't know about you, Wes, but uh, that, um, I guess for lack of a better term, sex scene in this episode reminded me a lot of Demolition Man. Do you remember in Demolition Man how they they, they have that weird like psychic sex thing? Yeah. Isn't it, it strange how Demolition Man <laughs> ended up being like the most prescient of I know. future <laughs> movies? The, the, the most on
1: the... Uh On the ball, sort of, even with... It can't hide behind its sarcastic, uh, satirical tone. It just ended up in the right spot at the right place and just obviously went on to influence all of sci-fi that came out after it. When did Demolition Man... Demolition Man's a 90s movie, right? Early 90s?
0: Yeah, I've been watching the Michael Jordan documentary, so I learned that Dennis Rodman started dyeing his hair after he saw Demolition Man, so I want to say, like, 1995. Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) That's,
0: you, i that's not i didn't make that up that's actually true how's that jordan documentary anyway it's really good is yeah it? it's 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 very fun
1: so we're going to be talking about unexpected today it is the latest episode of star trek enterprise but first let's take a break and play a clip and then we'll come back and we'll break it down
2: the only female i had any contact with was alain their engineer other than repairing the reactor all she and I did together was go into this holographic chamber they've got. She showed me some home movies, simulations of their planet. But I didn't lay a hand on her. There's got to be some way to get this thing out of me without hurting it. Can't you create a surrogate chamber or something? The embryo has integrated with your pericardium. I wouldn't be comfortable extracting it without more information on the gestation process. This engineer wanted you to see her planet? So? Perhaps the next step would have been to meet her holographic parents. If I'm not mistaken, on some planets, that's a precursor to marriage. We took a ride in a rowboat.
1: All right. Unexpected is the fifth episode of the first season. It first aired on October 17th, 2001. Written by Rick Berman and Brennan Braga, directed by Mike Vehar. The in-universe date is unknown. It's 2151 still. In this episode, when Trip Tucker assists an alien vessel with repairs, a friendly encounter with one of the crew leads to a rather unexpected consequence. So we're going to talk about Unexpected, which is um, a reviled episode, Clay, critically. Um, and my main point is that hmm. I think it's the best episode of Star Trek Enterprise that's come around so far. <laughs> We've only seen four or five or however you want to do it, but I am—I um, think this episode is actually very funny in a lot of... It, like. I, I think it's funny in a way that's unusual for Star Trek, which is not just a kind of one-off joke button of a scene, but like mm-hmm. they have extended sequences where I think everyone is being really funny, but from the actors to the writing, like the scene where... Trip is in sickbay with Phlox, Archer, and T'Pol, and they're telling him that he's pregnant. I think that whole sequence, which is about two minutes long, is actually very funny the whole way through. Yeah. Um, but people do not like this episode in general. Um, or at least the vast majority of criticism I was reading was saying this is one of the worst episodes of Enterprise, it's offensive, it's all that stuff. But w- what was your first takeaway? Uh,
0: I'm somewhere in the middle. I, my my reaction is not that negative to it as as some of those that you're citing but uh i thought it was like i i never really thought it got going in a way that was satisfying and once once he became pregnant i didn't think that it was as funny as it could have been Mm -hmm. um but you know i i i really liked the first half of it um, I I thought the whole thing about going to the ship was really interesting, and it being really disorienting, and and there being uh, uh all of the stuff that they had to get used to. I thought the holodeck thing was fun. Um, and then when he came back, it's like it's like it's literally like half the episode, and by that point, I didn't really think that there was a ton driving it forward at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and after after they find out he's pregnant. I didn't think that they – they obviously were playing it for comedy, but I I just didn't feel like it was as funny as it could have been. And ultimately, the other thing that that bummed me out the most, I was almost positive that it was going to turn out that they were doing this on purpose because of the way that they were uh, trailing the Klingons. I thought like that was their thing, like they were this uh, parasitic kind of race that was essentially – forcibly impregnating people right they Um, they
1: they sort of either spread their species or they get something out of doing this to other so they they kind of pretend that they need help and someone comes over and helps them and then they get them infected yeah
0: yeah and i i I was really surprised that archer not even for a second thought that that was the case when he saw that they were doing the same thing to the klingons Mm -hmm. because it just it seems like it should be a scam yeah right uh and then they're like no it just it worked for like six days and then it broke it just it was just really convenient. I was surprised that they they didn't go the other way with it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't think it. I, I wouldn't say it was terrible. I, I've continued to, uh, actually fairly enjoy these episodes. If if I don't think they're perfect, um, I don't even think that they're great. But I think that they are. Uh, I appreciate what they're trying to do in the uh this is in the quote unquote this is the first time that any of this has happened in the star trek universe yeah yeah my also how did the how did that not end with like the klingons blowing up the the other ship after uh the enterprise leaves and it's and the klingons stealing their cloaking technology or something
1: yeah, do the Klingons have cloaks at this time? Probably not, right? I I, I I just
0: assumed I assumed that's where they were going with it. Is that this these guys have cloaking technology and the Klingons don't care for the the, <laughs> for <laughs> the, for holodeck. the holodeck? Even though that holodeck scene was hilarious when the guy says I can see I can my stress. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. But I was I was sure that the thing that they were going to be interested in was the cloaking technology, not the holodeck.
1: Yeah, that's a I mean, there's one There's one criticism that's kind of off of that, that I do kind of, like, it didn't trigger in me as I was watching it, but on reflection, and when someone brought it up, I kind of agree with it, that it, it almost, the people who were writing contemporary reviews at the time were like, are you front-loading too much, look at how all this lore came to be stuff mm. into these episodes? And I didn't really think that in the holodeck aspect, because I thought that the... The holodeck stuff here worked pretty well because it felt like it was not really all that important. It was almost like an accidental discovery that they sure. came across. And it wasn't sure. like it was a, a huge focus to see, like, this is where the holodeck came from and this is the big the big epic storyline that came about from it. It was more just these aliens have it and to get out of a situation, we'll give it to the Klingons so that they're happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, like, if, if what you were saying that I think I would enjoy your story a little bit more. However, at that point, it would really feel like you were just loading up lore origins at that point. Yeah, so
0: I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough call with stuff like this because it's, you know, I I think it depends on what it's in service of because if it's in service of it not just showing, oh, that's how the Klingons got uh, cloaking technology, but the way that they do it is... You know, if they do blow up their ship or something, it shows Archer and Starfleet that the Klingons are are you know not fucking around. Yeah, Um, then I think it I think it works a little bit there. It depends on how much attention you draw to it as well. You know, because it's also. I think the Klingons themselves feed into it, where I like to
1: see the Klingons, but the more that Enterprise plays with this notion that they run into the Klingons quite frequently, the more mm-hmm. it kind of cancels out what was previously known about the relationship between the Klingons and the humans, you know? Yeah.
0: And, uh, and as far as the Klingons go, obviously, this isn't a Klingon episode, but... Um, I like seeing the ship. I, I like, like it, it. felt It felt... Uh, well, technically, they don't get the D five until uh, after the Klingon War and Discovery. <laughs> um, the D five, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing about the Klingons—I know this is going to sound maybe sort of hypocritical, uh, based on what I may have said in Discovery. I don't remember. I find it really strange seeing T and G era Klingons in this show. In terms I of their feel makeup, like, the makeup, the way that yeah, they look. I feel like they should look different. You should. I don't think I don't think I want them to look like Discovery Klingons, where it's basically unrecognizable from what you're you're used to. Yeah, but it's a hundred years in the past, right? I mean, I would think
1: that they should look. My ideal setup for them would have been TNG
0: makeup mixed with the clothing style of the TOS Klingons. Sure, something something like that. It's just I, uh, you know it it feels like they haven't really put any thought into what klingons 100 years prior to tng or even like how how long is this is this 100 is years yeah, this is a hundred before. So it's
1: two hundred before TNG, hundred before TOS. Okay,
0: that's even even more egregious. They're flying the same ships that they were a hundred yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I I feel like there's a little wiggle room there to to uh, tweak things, and I think that would be part of the fun too. Is if you see Klingons, like, oh, cool, yeah, they haven't they haven't gotten that yet. Their ships look kind of like you know, right. same thing yeah. that they, the same thing they do with Enterprise. I'm 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 really surprised that they didn't do that. That's a good point.
1: They're they're so. Um I suppose I don't really think about it here. I like I, I I like the way that the Klingons are inserted into this one, even if I do kind of wonder that maybe you're showing them a little bit too frequently. But they're they're like the they continue to do this thing that I think is really effective, where the humans are at a disadvantage compared to everybody else. Like they mm. they can, they stand no chance against this Klingon ship. Uh, it, it, right. it shoots at them, and they have no like they have nothing to do except try to talk their way out of it, and. I like how it ties into Broken Bow and that they know who Archer is at that point and I like the fact that it's kind of a like it it treats the Klingons as Klingons while also being very
0: funny with the like I can see my house from here kind of. That that might have been a little much. (laughs) I wish they had they had thought of like a more Klingon way for him to say that.
1: Because I well that's the I think that's the the problem with the criticism of this. Like when I when I read the criticisms of this episode, it reads to me. Well they all read ex- like extremely woke basically like it's like mm. a like this is offensive because blah 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 blah. But my my perspective on it is it's it's in obviously intentionally a comedy. Like it's it's right. a comedy right.
0: episode and I don't like They just saw they just saw the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Junior and right. they thought it was hilarious.
1: It's fresh on their minds and not that it's you know some great idea or anything but I I thought that they I thought while keeping it a Star Trek episode and keeping it fairly lighthearted and fairly funny, they did a good job of um, not. They did they did a good job of sort of keeping it lighthearted enough to be just a fun little romp episode, and it never really delves into like it's not an episode that's asking what does this mean for humanity that a man can be pregnant sure. at this point. Like it sure, yeah. and I, I, but I also don't think that they. I don't think they treat pregnancy with disrespect or anything like i don't think that there's any any semblance of you know maybe the jokes are slightly tropey but i don't think that there's anything like there's no like blackface comedy humor in this like it's not out of date or anything Mm. it's just kind of a commentary on the pregnancy and you could say that maybe trip is turning into like i don't think the script touches on this but he's getting more of like an empathic side or something where he's sort of relating to this kid I, I just I like the scene where he's in engineering and he's concerned about the safety bars. Of yeah. Like I, I, just think stuff like that is kind of funny, and I don't find it um, uh, stereotypical or anything. It just strikes me as kind of a lighthearted, fun thing.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I guess I'm a little surprised that that the criticism is so harsh in that sense because it's not. You know, it's not really pushing any boundaries or anything. You no, know, I'd, I'd be
1: more. I'd be more like. It kind of goes into can you really get that upset about an episode that you think accidentally treads into something uncomfortable right like it's not right. like you it's not like you come out with an episode and your script is so morally and ethically bankrupt that you're like I can't believe they thought this was a good idea this is just a a joke built on a premise that you know modern time seems to have modern criticism seems to have a very hard time s- separating um response to things in terms of what the intent of someone was like you Mm -hmm. if someone says something and they mean it it's one thing to go after them but they say something by accident people now just seem to go equally hard at them even though it's Mm -hmm. clearly not the intent of what they were trying to do and that just feels like the case here where i don't if this episode was trying to be deep and it was trying to make some kind of commentary on female pregnancy and they did it by impregnating trip and they did it kind of clumsily i would say that's probably a worse idea than just making a comedy episode
0: about this yeah this is not uh what's the deep space is it profit and lace
1: right yeah frangy dressing the frangy and drag right
0: yeah when when cork dresses up as his mother or something or i forget what it is but he's in drag and it's it's not it's not a great look um even then it probably was questionable but now it's it's not great um yeah this is not that you know, it, it's it's yeah. I I I don't know. I I I I don't see what the the uh, that reaction would would stem from. I mean, even even as far as that stuff goes, it's like ten minutes tops in the episode. Right. It's not like it's it's this long uh, uh, drawn out treatise on males be uh, men being pregnant or how hilarious you know it's just i don't know i, I don't think there's enough there to get that mad about
1: no i what well, i think people think that it's a an extension of you remember the original series episode the final one turnabout intruder where kirk becomes a woman and a, a woman becomes kirk like kirk is stuck in a woman's body oh sure sure and it, yeah. so it's shatner you know hamming it up to 11 acting like a woman would act as he's like interrogating himself who is sitting in the chair and i, I think that they think it's that kind of I, a thing. I, I don't. Yeah, get that I don't from think it. that at all. Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't. I didn't find his. I didn't think that like once he became pregnant, he started becoming more like effeminate or in like a an arch way or anything like that. He's. He, I feel like he gets more emotional, but he gets more emotional in the way that anyone he would, would get emotional. Yeah, yeah anyone. Yeah. It's not. It's not like he. He starts asking. Uh, you know the, the old stereotype of like asking archer to go get him a jar of pickles and a a scoop of ice cream you know it's not like it's not like that hammy ridiculous stuff yeah um he's he's out he's um, emotional and outraged in a way that seems consistent with him as a character it's not it didn't seem like that they were trying to make him like you know uh, play on all the the woman woman pregnant tropes yeah yeah
1: yeah because i i think that If if you're going to say that if you're going to appreciate this series for sort of taking place at the very beginning of when all this stuff was happening, I think his reaction is totally appropriate to be like, "What the fuck?" Like I went over there to help
0: them, and this is this. Yeah, but I I, and and obviously, I mean, not to mention the fact that he was he was arguably raped.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the other that's the other criticism that comes into it. It's one of these episodes where something semi-analogous to rape happens, and people Mm -hmm. are just like, "You can't have this in a TV show," and it's like, "Well." Like, I, I think there's a strong enough argument here that this is hard to define as rape, basically. like sure. it, It's more like an infection that she gave yeah. him. And yeah. like, if you could you consider this rape if he were to go off and if they never found out about the if he did not get pregnant from this. Right. Would he mm-hmm. have the sense that he was raped in that situation?
0: Uh, you know what I mean? Like no, if, he he would he would not know.
1: No, he he wouldn't. Maybe I don't know what the, the aliens don't seem to have that sort of opinion either because they don't treat it that way. But it's just a. I, I I'm just semi tired of that criticism of these episodes, and I don't think it's really fair. I think there's other things you could criticize this one about if and the sort of narrative problems and things like that. But i I just don't see those um bad intentions that this the, the mm-hmm. this criticism seem to have and I'm talking a lot about the criticism mostly because I I think this episode is very enjoyable and I, I laughed at it in a way that I'd never really laugh at Star Trek episodes
0: mm and I you know I, with that in mind I think if they if they had turned out if the aliens had turned out to be doing this on purpose then you get a much darker edge to that scene yeah 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 um and maybe that's part of why they they didn't go that way but <clears throat> that scene as it stands it's like yeah, I not to not to get into this but because uh, it's, t- it's entirely theoretical and doesn't ex- actually exist but uh, I I guess it would come down to how this race uh, uh perceives the act the act of what they did together. Yeah. You know, like cuz she she says the thing where she's like, "Oh, I didn't I didn't think that would happen between two different species." But like we have no concept of how seriously they take whatever it was they did with those those rocks or whatever. Right. Like it's 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 a really difficult thing to just categorize. Uh, this scene that I, like I don't even really know how to describe what I'm trying to say here because it's like it's it I I I feel like based on what's in this episode, it's very it's a bit of a stretch to write it off because it's an undealt with rape. Yeah. Well, like, and I, I am totally, I, I'm fine when people get into that stuff where it's warranted, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it's, it, it's, it's a weird. This is a weird episode to 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 call that on.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that one of the things that sort of goes in the favor of that is that the. Enterprise is certainly portraying the aliens they run into as a very alien. Like, they're very weird. Right? They're, it's not the sort of TNG or TOS stuff where you beam over to their ship and it's exactly like your ship because they, set, they redesigned the sets or something and it's just a different yeah. color. Uh, there, you know, the the first half of this episode is just built on how long it takes for the decontamination and decompression to go through. And he's just kind of mm. sitting there and he's getting like, I don't know if he's getting hallucinating because of the decompression or whatever, but he's he's getting sick because he's over there because they have strobe lights and loud noises going (laughs) constantly. Um, But it's just a they, they they do a good job of making them significantly different, and the ending where she's like, "I didn't know I could do that to other species." That that also implies that it's kind of an accident. The only thing that's maybe a strange decision. Is that they do hint at a kind of TOS Kirk in season three, there's sexual tension here, you know? And mm-hmm. I don't I don't really know why, other than the fact that Enterprise seems to really want to up its sex appeal, that needed to happen. Like if you what if you just portrayed those two as perfectly cordial co-workers, right? And she shows him this game and there's no sexual ten- tension between them, mm-hmm. then it can kind of seem that it's just he gets pregnant by almost like total ignorance as to what was going on. She's like, hey, let right. me show you this telepath game that we have. And then he gets pregnant. And she's like, oh, geez, like that was a real mistake that I did that. I think the the sexual tension adds a level of um, she knows what she's doing kind of, but she thinks right. that she's, she's using birth control basically because it's another yeah. species. So m- maybe there's something there, but at the same time, Trip would go on none the wiser. Maybe that's a bad argument, but it it just doesn't seem like there's a um hostility there. And if they wanted to completely neuter it, I would just remove any of the sexual connotations that are brought up earlier. Because I, I don't really know what the point of that is anyway, other than a weird reference to like sixties mores.
0: Yeah. Like I, I have a much I have uh much more difficulty with uh is it Star Trek six where Spock forcibly mind melds with uh, Sob- Kim Cattrall? Sobic, right? Is that Savic? No, it's not Savic. It's the it's the Savic stand-in. It's Kim Cattrall. I can't remember the character. Okay, but like that's that that's a little bit more uh, troubling to me than than this is because mm-hmm. this is that's a for, that's him grabbing. That's her. a that's a yeah that's a character of of power. And, uh, esteem in the series forcibly, uh, invading somebody else's, uh, you know, violating their personal being. Um, that's, that's a little bit more troubling than this, where, which is, I think, I, I think, given the context of this show and what they are trying to do, it doesn't strike me as anything that is needs to be viewed as insidious because so much of this is them sort of stumbling through their interactions with the aliens yeah um so yeah i don't know yeah it's just it's just it's a weird thing to come down on so hard
1: yeah i mean if i guess if you don't if you don't think it's i I can see that opinion if you don't think the episode's funny uh you seem to be sort of down the middle about whether or not i think it's funny but i'm I would just reiterate again, like for a Star Trek episode, I'm supr- like the scene with just to Paul <laughs> saying, get you, keep your fingers out of things or whatever. is yeah. t- like, that's just a, it's a strange, very funny turn for to Paul and for Archer and like Archer laughing about this and everyone being kind of uncomfortable. I don't know. I just, I, I find it sort of charming in its uh, humor.
0: Yeah. And it's also not like, you know, I, the other way they could have gone with it is they play the the uh, pregnancy as like a body horror angle. Yes, yeah, which I think would like alien almost. Of a, like this, yeah. yeah, yeah, which would definitely add a, a much darker connotation to what's going on and and the way that that he became pregnant. Definitely, but uh, I mean, ultimately, he's kind of cool with it. Yeah. You know, he's he's like it's kind of embarrassing, but he's when it comes to uh when he goes back to the ship, he's like happy to hear that it's gonna be taken care of and you know, so it's it's it is a It's a very pro life episode, right? They don't yeah, just definitely they, they don't just terminate the pregnancy. They are like, yeah, Well let's go see if no, we can find the aliens and give it to yeah, them. Yeah, there's there's no moment where he's like, I don't care what you have to do, just get this damn thing out. You know, like yep. there's none of that. He's just sort of like, Okay, I, I guess I'm dealing with this now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I I think that, you know, they call it a pregnancy in the episode, and I guess that's just because you're supposed to interpret it as a young uh, alien or whatever, but it, they, they, I feel that they do a lot of work to separate it from being an actual pregnancy. Like, it's almost mm. like he has a tumor, or an, like an infection or a tumor on him that they only mm-hmm. these aliens can cure uh, by bringing them back to him and something like that, but... Um, the comedy mostly just comes from the fact that, yeah, the, the crew members are going to refer to this as a pregnancy and he doesn't want anybody to know about it. And he's upset about the handrail safety issues and things. Um, and outside of that, I, I'll i again just praise the like I do think that the aliens in the show are very strange in a way that is um, unique to the franchise. They're all very mm. alien and very weird and they have just weird things that they do. And everyone seems a little bit uh, off when you meet them and the makeup is good and things like that. I, I just think they do a good job of portraying what these first encounters would be like.
0: Yeah, I thought I really liked the uh, um, the whole sequence of, of Trip going over to the ship and uh, having to be in DeCamp— uh, Decontamination or whatever he was in the the adjustment thing uh, for so long. I I liked that, and I liked when they opened. They finally opened it to the ship, and it was like something out of the Prisoner. Yeah. You know, it was just like this weird <laughs> psychedelic thing, and this grass uh, on the floor,
1: which is a funny yeah. funny thing. Yeah,
0: um, oh, I, all I, I know. Could I, hear I, it was- at first.
1: <laughs> Oh, sorry, At all first, I could think of was uh, your George Bush comment. When he's talking over the, the over the com badge about the grass, he sounds exactly like Bush. He's like, you're yes. not going to believe it. They got grass on the floor. He's like, it's crazy. <laughs> what color is the grass on Vulcan? <laughs> it's very much like Will Ferrell doing a George Bush impersonation.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I did think when, when they opened the door to the ship, I was like, man, these guys, even on this show, the, the they've got like shag carpet on these starships. Uh, but then it turned out to be actual real grass, which yep. was fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that stuff. I, I I really I have been enjoying how alien they are treating these these encounters. Um, they are surprisingly well. Nah, I was going to say they're they are surprisingly not as uh, uh. What's the word I'm looking for Um they're not as uh, there's not as much conflict as I was expecting. Yeah. Um, or like negative reaction from the humans as I was expecting. Uh, it seems it seems to be just like a bunch of small misunderstandings so far. Yeah. Um, but I, I have I have appreciated how alien everything seems to be, uh, and uh, I, 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 I I I was surprised that trip was so uh, is he supposed to be kind of like the McCoy of this group where he's kind of doesn't want to be here because it seems like he's always the one who's kind of freaking out uh, he, he seems he seems to talk a big game but anytime they put him into a situation <laughs> he just loses his mind because think- in this one in this one he goes over to the ship and he starts freaking out then the last one he was in the cave and he starts freaking out it just it is that his thing? I think he's
1: like McCoy in uh he sort of speaks honestly to power or the situation. Mm-hmm. Like he he's not one to sort of bite his tongue about what he thinks is going on. But yeah. he um I I don't know. I see Trip is more uh into the going out and trying things, but all the stuff always happens to him sort of mm-hmm. where the show's a little bit more limited than the other series I think because it's really just to Paul, Tripp and Archer are the main three in a very TOS right. kind of way. But he he does get the the brunt of that kind of stuff thrown on him. I think that the I think the actor is fairly good. Like I couldn't really we haven't had a chance to see him, but we the actor who plays Malcolm Reed, I, I'm not reading a lot of range on his reaction to things like this. Mm. I, I think that uh Tripp is the character who's possible to play in comedy situations like this and also the serious situations like the cave one where he's supposed to be flipping out uh in a realistic way and this one where he's having more
0: of a funny reaction to things yeah he's he's doing a good job i i I think he's pretty good um but yeah i uh i i what were we talking about the aliens i the i like the how how alien how alien the aliens are Um, and I, I do, how do you feel about the holodeck showing up so early? Like, cause that, cause you know, we, we, we talked about it a little bit, but it just, it's such a, that's a really specific thing to pull out in this show. That's supposed to be 200 years before the holodeck shows up.
1: Yes. It's very, it is a little bit too early because if TOS has never heard of this kind of a thing, I Hmm. I would have. I almost would have appreciated it if they had given it a more rudimentary feel to it. Um, Mm. You know, maybe, I I don't know, because it's basically functioning exactly like a holodeck would function. And uh, maybe I'd be, if if you wanted to pick nits or something, you could say that maybe, maybe the humans don't get the holodeck at the end of this episode, right? The Klingons have it. But the humans don't mm-hmm. get that technology, so maybe that makes sense that it would skip TOS or something, and you're just getting hints at it. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not super concerned. It's not. I don't know why it, it bothers me less than stuff like this in Discovery. Probably because the 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 holodeck technology, as I said at the top, is not the point of this episode. It's right, just something yeah. that's in it. Where the spore drive feels like such a colossal change that it would have yes. to impact the rest of
0: canon. Yeah the spore the spore drive is just it it breaks everything open to the point where to the point where they couldn't continue the show unless they got rid of it right which yeah yeah yeah. is just you know ridiculous and i think Um, that
1: the holodeck here is very small it's just kind of a they they don't even call it a holodeck they're just like look at this fancy holographic room that we're in Um,
0: they were dancing around it though it was it was almost as though when trip got back he was like it was so cool they had this deck I would say it was made entirely of holograms. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're right. I think he, he uses a word I've never heard before, though. Holo-
1: holography. Holography, I think he says. Holo- holography. Holography. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of the um, a Simpsons joke where it's like, and this is the killing floor. And the kids all gasp. He says, don't be alarmed by the name. It's not actually a floor. It's just a, it's a layer <laughs> it's of, a of a great that allows the inner organs to fall through. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Unexpected. Anything else about this one? Um, I
0: I thought that uh, Archer really jumped to some interesting conclusions on how to find that ship. He how, was how super he specific. The where they're like, "Oh, we've got this thing, this like buildup of plasma behind us." He's like, "What happens if we blow that up?" And then they blow it up, and he's like, "Okay, stop the stop the camera right as it explodes," <laughs> and they stop, and he's like, "Look." <laughs> just as I thought, there's a ship there. It's like what? How not e- did you? Not even just as it explodes. He's like a couple frames forward, please, and it does. Yeah, the yeah. Ship is Stop out. at the flashpoint and then click forward too. Enhance, <laughs> enhance. And and it was just it was a very specific uh solution to a problem that they was clearly something they had not seen before. Yeah.
1: No, he's um, I archers archers kind of like that. I I do. I do like Archer in the when he's when he's handling Trip as he's going through his decontamination or decompression thing, and he keeps calling him to like check in and say that he wants to come home. I mm-hmm. do like Archer's reaction to that, where he's trying to just be like, get the job
0: done, and then you can come back. Uh, you know, I guess I guess that's part of what I found strange about this because they are playing it for comedy, obviously, but Archer is oddly unconcerned. Yeah. At Everything that's happening to Trip involving this brand new alien species. Like, I, I was wasn't thinking, even, there's like, no way keep to in contact. Because they can't beam yeah. him back. Yeah, it's that kind of a yeah. thing. Yeah. He doesn't even, like, keep in contact with. Uh, or I guess he does keep in ta- contact with the shit, the the aliens, but he totally takes them at their word that they're not like getting pre- ready to you know vivisect. Well, they have, they
1: have that suspicious line, right? They're like, we interact with a lot of species, and yeah. And Archer's like, oh, I'm sure you got, I'm sure you're fine. Then you know, what yeah. Going it's on.
0: like it's like he radios over and he's like, hey, uh, my guy's not feeling too good, and they respond with, oh. Oh, he's fine. That usually that usually then happens. He, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then he pauses and he goes, "Well, I guess he's fine." <laughs> you know, it's 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 strange. Like, and even when he comes back pregnant, he thinks it's hilarious. Yeah, like yeah. he was just accidentally impregnated by an alien species they've never come to, they've never seen before. It could kill him. They don't know what the hell this is going to happen. And Archer thinks it's hilarious I can't wait to tell everybody. <laughs> Archer's a terrible captain. <laughs> <laughs> I. I would not
1: disagree with that. I think that I think that Archer is appropriately bad for this series. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I I wonder how much I should hold against him as being sort of making weird mistakes like that. Yes, that seems very strange and as you were saying in the previous episode, I think it's more weird that the show doesn't comment on Archer being making odd choices. Yeah. Like Like Oh, go ahead. Well, it's just that If the show was commenting on this and Archer at the end of every episode is going like, oh, Jesus, like I I really fucked that one up again. Uh, I think that there would be more of an awareness and you would kind of buy into his character. But the show tends to treat him like a Star Trek captain, which is that he is making the right decision and things are just Mm -hmm. going wrong beyond his control.
0: Yeah. Like I I, I feel like at this rate, you know, after five or six episodes, they should have a scene where Malcolm and the other guy whose name I don't know because he hasn't done anything yet. Travis. uh, Travis, okay. Where Malcolm and Travis are like, man, can you believe this fucking uh, hire that we got for this captain? This this guy who's just got here because of his name. Yeah, I mean, dad. this guy's an idiot. You know, <laughs> the, 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 there's no reason this guy should be a captain. He's just here because his dad built the ship.
1: Yeah, it's like, how can there be bad quarterbacks in the NFL? How can there not be 30 people in the United States who can throw a football competently? Right. Like. <laughs> <laughs> why, why how are we stuck with these
0: guys yeah it's, it's that kind of a thing um and also like the other thing <laughs> i just find it so funny how 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 uh how how little this stuff seems to affect archer because like even when they talk to the klingons he's like yeah is your shower acting weird because that just screwed my day up and trip's <laughs> like guy i'm pregnant <laughs> over here he's like yeah don't worry about that
1: or just like i fell right on my balls when they yeah. have gravity to be, back, fair, yeah.
0: to be fair to be fair as you get older, there there is a grow. You know, when you're younger, you don't fear anything really. When you get older, you you fear falling in the shower, <laughs> especially if you've got like a tub with like a hard ceramic side that yeah. could really do some damage. Yeah. Um. So when he, when he fell, uh, you know, sorry, hold on. The the nursing home is calling me to come back to my room. <laughs> um. When when that thing went off and he fell, I was like, ooh, that's like the ultimate shower fall, where you're falling in the shower at a distance yeah i'll write on the coccyx too we just fell yeah. ass first into the, <laughs> into the is that is that the first instance of anybody showering in a star trek show or movie
1: uh that's a good question i know they've mentioned sonic showers before but i don't know if we've seen them so it might be yeah it reminds me i just think of I, i'm sort of transposing into my mind with the uh the anti-gravity kill in undiscovered country where the blood floats oh, yeah. everywhere just because yeah. the effect is
0: very similar yeah i thought it was i thought it was a fun way to open the show though it's it's like i i think one of the things that they are doing pretty well is addressing the uh the kinks and bugs in the system whether it's the uh uh the the anti-gravity shower thing or even i know this is because of the ship chasing them but like when uh um to goes to get her seltzer water and it comes out as like you know muddy dog shit or whatever that was
1: yeah they uh or just the
0: the print they use fire
1: extinguishers to put out a fire. In, in right? Yeah. yeah,
0: that's that. That's a hilarious. Do they have April Fool's Day in the twenty fourth century or whatever? Like, because that's a really funny joke that would get everybody really mad at you if you programmed all the replicators to just <laughs> uh, whatever they asked for. It's just like dog pee. <laughs> Why would you even program that in? It's
1: Google Google twenty one fifty one right there. Print print <laughs> out all your Gmail documents. Um. I think we're done talking about this. I I thought I had one more thing to say about this. I guess I didn't. Unexpected. We'll just call it there. We'll play a quote. We'll come back, read some patron comments, and give our final thoughts about Unexpected.
2: I'm the one who repaired their warp reactor. Or at least I thought I did. I spent three days on their ship. They have some amazing technology. If you don't kill them, I'm sure they'd share it with you, teach you how to use it. What kind of technology? Well, for one, they've got some incredible holography. I don't know how advanced Klingon holograms are, but these are like nothing I ever saw before. Press a few buttons and you'll be standing on a hillside overlooking Kronos. It's unbelievable. Couldn't hurt to take a look.
1: Okay. So thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the content today. If you did enjoy it, you can go to patreon.com slash the Penske file to support the show. A couple dollars a month gets you extra stuff. That's patreon.com slash the Penske file. And as always, our captain tier supporters get a special shout out. So a very special thank you goes to Andrew Cherlog, Ben Douglas, Cardinal Doomsday, Chris Tinsley, Chris Michaels, Christian Pouch, Darth Moss, David Beermore, David K, Dwayne Hackett, Eric Johnson, HH28, Jacob123, Jake's Gamer, Joint Mango, Jordan Cooper, Kevin Reyes, Cal Barrett, Matt Courier, Six, Matt Cutler, Matt Houston, Matt Ross, Mike Burnett, Nathan Elliott, Neil Brennan, Nick Sergio, Robert Cummins, Russell Elliott, Samuel Custer, Grim, Sansa, Sean, Stephen Minton, Tark Latif, Tom Hiles, and Vault 13 Hero.
0: Do we have like eight mats? Did I hear that correctly? There's
1: three in a row. Oh cuz it alphabetizes them by first name but there's there's three mats yes.
0: Okay. I th- it sounded like more than that.
1: We're, we're we're of that generation, I think. Uh, now what was the most common boys name, boy and girl name when you were when you were growing up?
0: Or, we're basically the same age so I imagine they're similar but <laughs> well I uh you know I I didn't run into a ton of overlap when I when I went to when I was in school and stuff, you know, it was a uh, it was nothing uh, that out of the ordinary number-wise but uh um, when I first started hanging out with my my current long-term friend group uh there were three Sean's and two Jim's yeah (laughs) a lot of Sean's and now I have uh, subsequently yeah so I know four Sean's yeah it's a lot of Sean's you know someone pointed out recently on another show when was the last time you knew of a child being named Jason I feel like Jason is very much of our generation it is yeah and then after our generation nobody is named jason anymore
1: no the youngest jason i know is probably 20 something so it's like maybe it's a little bit younger than me but it's certainly a name that's died out my there were when i when i was in high school there were a billion mats and a
0: billion elizabeths those were like elizabeth yeah those were the names I didn't run into a lot of Elizabeth. I can't think, you know, I don't, again, yeah, I don't think we had a ton of... Elizabeth's can tris- trick you because it's Liz, Beth. Like, there, there's, sure, y- there's yeah. a lot of variations
1: you can put on Elizabeth. A lot, right?
0: of, uh, a lot of Katie. Kate and yep. Katie. A lot of Katie's. Think, are, yep. are, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So, Thanks for
0: joining us for Name Corner.
1: <laughs> entomology 101. Is <laughs> it entomology, right? Or is
0: that study of bugs? What's the study of bugs? Uh, Entomology is is words, uh, words. the history of the history of words. I think okay. or the study okay. of words. We'll
1: stick with it. It's, it's ironic to not know the word for the history of words. But I know.
0: And if I'm I, if I'm wrong, I look forward to hearing about it in the comments. <laughs> I, well, we've been wrong about the
1: my whole bit about the uh, the hats thing. Everyone's like actually, the, yeah, arm, the armed Ooh. services wear hats, and you yeah, should be wrong. roasted <laughs> for that.
0: <laughs> well, they should have better hats, is what we're saying. Basically, not those, yeah, you
1: should look like a. You shouldn't look like you just stepped out of like Little League when you're
0: going yeah, off to fight a war. You shouldn't get the hats like the crew from Hidalgo gets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Patreon.com slash The Penske File. Thank you for supporting us. Let us know your name. Post on this episode with your, with your name, and we'll see how many mats there are and how many Elizabeths. Yeah,
0: entomology is the study of words, just the way that botany is the study of robots.
1: You're right. Exactly. Yes. So let's move on. We've got uh, patron comments for this episode which is, where is it? Unexpected. Matt Ross, the failure of the gravity plating is actually something I've always wondered about. And I found it humorous as well that the numerous system failure issues, this clearly isn't the 1701D. Flox again, is the normal guy, and T'Pol really needs to chillax and eat some bacon. Trip always is busy and in trouble, and this is a good episode and example of that. And playing Simon to come out of the decompression chamber would make anyone a bit off. It seems like this is more of an acid Trip hallucination, and I was waiting for the snozberry looking to happen. Where O'Brien must suffer, Trip must show country charm and drawl to aliens that gets him in all sort of comedic situations. Essentially, the holodeck was made by the LSD aliens. T'Pol's ribbing of Trip and the crew's eyes rolling over Trip's pregnancy was fun, as was the development of his maternal instinct instincts the klingon appearance was a nice touch as was their hostility an important note to wash your hands thoroughly and practice safe engineering
0: you know i we didn't really talk about to that much i i continue to really like her as a character and as a performance
1: yeah she's she's coming together i think it's really just her i wouldn't even say her pilot performance is bad but i think that the the vulcans were set up a little bit a little bit askew from what i would want in the pilot but she's she's good she um do you do you still not think she comes across as a little bit too angry or does that not impact you? I, I think she's good here because she is um, kind of holding – she's taking the lessons that she's been saying for the past three episodes. And then when Tripp gets pregnant, she's like, told you. Like, why does no one listen to yeah. you, which is her, yeah. which is the way that I think she's handling everything. But uh, she sometimes seems – I don't know. Like I, I think what it really does is it just highlights for me when Nimoy would play Spock as angry or frustrated. He did a good job of showing him frustrated without it looking like he was actually frustrated. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I wonder yeah. if T'Pol can do that.
0: Well, what I what I like about her performance and the way that she's written uh, is I, I give I know what you're saying, but I think I give it a little bit of leeway. Because this is kind of like the this is the first interaction really with the Vulcans to this extent or at least for this crew yeah
1: and I don't More for think her that I would say she's she's the yeah. fish out of water stuck with a bunch of crazy humans
0: yeah yeah and I so I don't read it as her being angry as much as I read it as her being indifferent which then reads to other people as angry mm. like the way that the 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 way that you would you know if your dad gets really quiet yeah you start getting worried that he's pissed off at you for some reason yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then then when you ask him about it he's like no I was just thinking about the football game right yeah i can um, you know I, like I that kind of that. thing that kind of thing where it's like her, she's she's playing it as indifferent but it is coming off as like annoyed and and kind of angry
1: yeah yeah and i'm I'm even. I'm even sort of understanding of her being slightly angry. I, I guess she, she's not. She's not overacting. It's just her kind of like her resting demeanor seems like she's angry sometimes. And I, I don't know. It's, I think it's probably unfair to hold it against her. I think she, I do think she's doing a good job in that role. And it's not always easy to play these Vulcans, but I think that she, she's playing mm. it um, fairly appropriately. And we actually haven't. We haven't had a to Paul episode yet, right? She's just no, been she's no. just been
0: kind of there, sort of as a secondary character. Yeah. Also, uh, not to to jump back to last episode, but uh, I, I saw in the comments that the 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 girl who played the bug expert actually was supposed to be a bigger part of the show, and mm. then she died in real life.
1: Yes. Although she died in two thousand three, so it's not like at the end of the at, during the season or anything. Oh, okay. Well, well, then
0: fuck her. <laughs> no, no, but like that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's too bad. That's that's—that's that's unfortunate.
1: Yeah, because I, um, I think she's in three episodes of the show overall.
0: Um, oh, okay, so she wasn't. It wasn't like they were grooming her to be the second lead, and then she, no,
1: this you know. wasn't supposed to okay. be like her follow-up episode. was not supposed to be a focus on her or anything. She was sure, just a sure. recurring character throughout the the first season. Mm. Um. David Beardmore says, unexpected. This episode is highly skippable. The only interesting part was the Enterprise's only introduction of a holodeck, but then it gets ruined by some plastic gemstone sex, which is actually pretty rapey if you think about it. Um, they, we didn't talk about the... the. I, I don't know why it's so hard for these aliens to just get water for some Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but the... Because it needs to be sexy water.
1: Yeah, it has to be se- Like in... I I find that just that seems funny, like the pointless electrical stuff uh, that's going mm. on that doesn't really tie into anything, and Trip just kind of going along with it is funny. I don't know, it's but, just kinky, man. Yeah, just just kinky. nothing kinkier than there's, feeding your loved one Jello.
0: There's a uh, a comic series called Prophet that um, came out. Uh, it, it was a, it was a book in the '90s. It was one of the big uh, uh, Image Comics boom books, and it was you know this big over the top. Uh, you know, a uh, huge muscle action book, and it got revamped maybe five or six years ago into this, like, sort of like Conan in space, but not like the big muscular aspect of Conan. It just really leaned into the weirdness yeah. of, of space and aliens and, uh, uh, and what it would be like having a, a character like Conan in that situation. <laughs> and there is so, so much weird bug alien on human sex yeah and it's just like it it is portrayed in in this very nonchalant manner where it's just like and then they decided to have to to mate yeah and it's like the conan the conan prophet character just like face down in the the open jelly (laughs) midsection of like a bug alien (laughs) and it's 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 like it, it it does really lean into the weirdness of what getting way out into space and meeting creatures would be like. And yeah. it's, it's a really good book. I highly recommend it.
1: Cal Barrett says... Unexpected. I love this episode. It's very silly, but also genuinely funny. Maybe the tone is problematic, considering the episode revolves around Trip being space raped by an alien called Alan. But it's surprisingly entertaining. <laughs> the, the male, the male pregnancy plotline thinks of a lack of ideas, and yet it's the absolute perfect time to fall back on that old chestnut. What better way to show how strange and scary space can be than to these new explorers than to suddenly have an alien growing inside you? It's part of what makes Ridley Scott's Alien so good, just with a very different tone. And I love that they make these aliens as weird as possible by throwing in every bizarre detail they can think of. Giant eel tanks? Sure. Grass flooring? Sure, you betcha. So despite some aren't-pregnant-people-grumpy jokes and troublesome subject matter, I think this is the perfect episode for the early days of Enterprise. Five out of five. I promise you, I'm not insane.
0: See, I continue to be fascinated by the huge divide on this show, as far as these episodes, because, like... The, the last comment was, this is a very skippable episode, and this one is, I assume, an unironic five out of five. Yeah, I, th- I think Kyle actually really likes it. I, yeah.
1: I really – I'm not going to give this a five,
0: but I, I like this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't trust anything Kyle says, but I <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's – like, it's – I'm waiting – again, I'm waiting for the bad episodes because so far I don't think they're bad. Right. They're, they're – I think that they're very watchable and – uh Again, you know, I, 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 again, I feel like I don't know how much this show stands up to rewatchability so far. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it for, for the most part. Do you
1: think that? I wonder how much of the rewatchability is just what Trek you were born with? Because if I'm remembering correctly, sure. Kyle's Star Trek is Enterprise because it was the first one he saw. So
0: sure, yeah.
1: I I wonder if the rewatchability for you just comes down to the fact that that is your series that you said. Like TNG would be my mm-hmm. rewatchable Star Trek, mostly because it's the one that I grew up with the most. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I I feel that th- these episodes have been no more or less rewatchable than any of season one or two TNG or two, season one or two DS9. I think these are better episodes well, than the early Star Trek episodes than those other series.
0: hundred percent, hundred percent. I think for me. The reason that I, th- I I wonder about their rewatchability is because so much of it for me anyway is seeing how they they uh, deal with this Star Trekky stuff for the first time, and it's not that it's like a twist or anything, but it, it has that same kind of feeling to me where it's like, oh well, eh, I know I know how they how they do this, so I don't I don't really it doesn't really interest me to go back. to yeah, it. Yeah, there's there's no depth to the storylines, really. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, and as far as which one you grew up with, I also grew up with TNG. But I could very easily go back and watch random episodes of of TOS. Yeah, and I think it's I think if you want to compare it, if it's if it's more fair to compare it to TOS than to TNG, um, I think the difference is the stuff that they've been doing so far in Enterprise doesn't have as much of a novel hook to it. Uh as TOS does where there's always something kind of weird and like a fun idea and like a fun situation or or, or crazy sci-fi situation. That's like really engaging yeah, that that can get you into a, a TOS episode. Whereas these ones, it does feel like it's very, as we said before, very workmanlike. And so it's even, even the aliens as alien as they are, I have noticed that so far the aliens have all been fairly the same looking. Yes. So it's, it's, there's nothing like standing out to me, where it's like, "Oh man, I can't wait to see the Allen race again." Right? Yeah. So it's just it's just that kind of stuff where it's like, is I, I enjoy the workman like nature of the show, but I also feel like in in going that way, there is sacrificing some uh, ex- excitement isn't the word, but like uh, um, the newness of it and the and the engagement that I think some of the previous shows get.
1: Yeah, I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, it's kind of because you were comparing it to Tos. It's kind of an interesting combination of DS9 and Tos in a lot of mm. ways, where it's got sure. the, it's got the character stuff of DS9, and it's got the new adventureness of Tos. But I don't think that it's fully embraced either of those two directions. Right. So it kind of yeah. feels like it's a mediocre version of both of those shows in a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. That'll probably change, I would assume, but that—that's how it feels early here. And it's again, it's—it's it's still um, we're only five episodes in, but I, I would definitely, if someone were to say, you can only keep one. Uh, of the first season of Star Trek, I would say that Enterprise would be the one that I would keep by default, almost. Like, there's no one else is really close
0: to it in terms of the quality I, so far. The first season of TOS is pretty good. Oh, that's there's, true. There's a lot of There's a lot of good stuff. That doesn't even count. That really doesn't count. No, it feels it feels totally different. I, I, I would
1: I would agree. TOS, and I'm um, ashamed that I forgot. The, the first season of TOS is good. So, yeah. It, uh, but if you're counting modern Star Trek, I guess I would just say Enterprise is probably the best so far out of all the ones yeah. we've seen.
0: I still think, for me, I think... Uh, bacula just isn't doing it for me mm. or i don't know if it's just him or if it's the character of archer <laughs> it's just i i feel like having someone at the center there that is really engaging and, and a strong character is is crucial for these shows to work yeah and i just don't know if if he's if he's pulling that off
1: a little bit of uh inside baseball but when i go through and i have to find uh images to put on like the video clips and to make the thumbnails mm. and everything like that I, I look for some of the, like, if I have a topic about Archer, I try to find an Archer picture. Bacula makes the same expression. It's the
0: same face. In about 90% of his shots. It's the only face yeah. he can do. <laughs> it's that, like, the pitched eyebrow thing and, like, a Harrison Ford half smile. Yes. It's the yeah. only thing he knows how to do. Yeah, he does. Which is why I find it so distracting and so difficult me to get engaged with him is because every line of dialogue he delivers comes through that filter yeah so it's like i i get the feeling like archer is just writing everything off like it's he doesn't give a shit yeah it's it's all like kind of funny to him and right. which makes me think he's just a bad captain
1: he he uh It's that Jerry Seinfeld bit of he understands why teachers don't like uh, kids chewing gum in school because it doesn't – no one chewing gum looks like they're taking something seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all right. (laughs) Just be chewing a big wad of
0: bubble gum, yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, not exactly connected to that, but um, I was talking with uh, with Sean and uh, and another uh, friend who's into Star Trek last night, and we were talking about Enterprise, and I was asking if they had seen it and both of them gave the standard answer which was like yeah you know it gets it gets pretty good after like you know two or two or three seasons or so and i it was i've i hear that so much about all of these star trek shows which is it's true it's true like tng deep space nine they don't really get good till the third season but like saying that to somebody you don't re- you don't recognize that in real time like when the show was on that's like 5 years yeah it's a long time it's a long time for it's, your show to be terrible <laughs> it's 50 episodes which is longer yeah. than
1: a lot of modern
0: tv shows run yeah yeah Yeah. it's crazy like if you if if you at the time back in let's let's go back to tng so if in like 1987 the next generation started and you were a time traveler, and you went back to watch it. You know, watch it live with with someone in 1987, and they were like, "Wow, that really sucked." And you said, "Oh, don't get worried. don't 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 worry. It gets good at the third season." <laughs> and they go, "That's like that's 1992. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long way. Away. What am I supposed to do till then?
1: I know you got nothing else to watch. It's true. They just they. And I think that um." Well, we'll touch on it uh, briefly. It's just that I think that these shows, be- because of the production schedule and what they had to do, they did not have the time to realize what was working in their first yeah. season or two. So like yeah. they, uh, by the time that this show came around, they knew how to do a st- uh, stock sci-fi episode. Like You can see the improvement across all of them. Like TNG is terrible. DS9 is semi-better, but it's not good. Voyager is slightly better, and then Enterprise is like semi competent by this point. So mm-hmm. they're getting mm-hmm. better at just writing stock shows, but the, the shows themselves don't take on the personality that makes them what they are until a couple of years into it. So yeah. it's just a slow it's, process.
0: It is kind of like how the record industry used to work a little bit. Like, you know, back when they were just throwing money at everybody, you could get, you would be on a contract for like three albums. And they would let you kind of figure your shit out for the first two albums or so. Yeah. You know, like, if you go back and you look at Rush, Rush's first two albums, eh, they're fine, but they're just kind of like stock rock and roll albums. They don't turn into Rush until their third album. Yeah. And, like, if they had put their first album out and then got cut from their label... Then you know you never have rush, and depending on your stance on rush, that's either a good thing or a bad thing, I guess. But <laughs> but you know it's like that. I do appreciate it does. I am I am you know making light of the fact that it is a long time, but it is it is nice that there is for some of these older shows this. Uh, th- they have a, a, enough rope where they can kind of figure their stuff out. Yeah. Yep. Because they're like we've said a million times before. There wasn't there wasn't the same urgency for everything to be good right away because there there wasn't as much content as there is now. Yeah, there's no competition. The, the, people are yeah. watching you no matter what
1: kind of quality you're putting out, really. Like, you have to be awful yeah. to get canceled. Yeah.
0: And I wonder, does that play into – I I I think we still have more comments to go. I'm sorry I'm tangenting us so hard here. But uh, does that play into why we we – you and I, I guess, but also we in general – react so negatively to shows when they're bad because it's like in the back of your head you're like i just wasted 10 weeks when i could have been watching the new season of better call saul yeah like i I have i have time to watch like two shows and i picked this one and it's terrible
1: yeah i mean with the glut of content it's almost like you it's almost like how when you play kino if you miss all the numbers they reward you because of the sheer odds of you not picking a number (laughs) properly is kind of impressive it's it's kind of that way yeah all these shows and you picked one that's terrible like, what are the what are the odds of that? Yeah. Uh, so final comment, Neil Brennan. Unexpected. So, just so we're all in agreement here, the subtext of a big chunk of this episode is what would it be like to screw an alien? And the answer is arm nipples. A bit of online <laughs> research suggests that people hate this episode, but I loved it. I feel like It feels like some people behind the scenes wanted this to be a smart, weird show, but for whatever reason could only express that through horny scripts and horny costume design for one character. (laughs) 10 out of 10. Also, I can see my house from here. That's a great line. Thank you very much, patrons, for your thoughts and your comments about Unexpected. If you guys want to leave comments, you just have to be the $5 tier on Patreon and then go to the post on Patreon. It's pinned to the top of my list of posts and leave a comment. Make sure you list what episode you're talking about and let us know a brief Couple of sentences about your thoughts for that episode.
0: Let's say Clay, what are you going to give this one? One to five? Um, I'm gonna. You know, I, I still think I I would say a three. I, I think it's still a solid episode. I don't think it's blowing my hair back, but I had I thought it was all right. Yeah, I'm gonna give it my first four.
1: I um, yeah. I, I I just I thought it was funny. Like maybe the the first half is not particularly uh, inspiring, but I think that once he's pregnant and sort of doing his thing there i think that all of that really works i like the klingon charminess stuff at the end even though it's potentially too much klingon i like the jokes i like the humor i like the performances i think that it's kind of a weird alien idea and yeah it's not a uh, stone cold classic for me but it's certainly it was the first episode that i was like oh like amy might have actually enjoyed this if she was sitting with me watching this one um mm-hmm. and i think that that's a four for me mm. <laughs> yeah, that's fair that's it Patreon.com. My, slash my,
0: if my wife watched this with me, she wouldn't call me a nerd when it was over. So that's an instant that's, five. A, she,
1: she wouldn't have the conversation about the uh, reverse keynote that we just had if I made her waste an hour of her life watching uh, that she, episode.
0: She wouldn't start talking about guys she could have dated in college I halfway know. through.
1: <laughs> start, the most recent text message is someone called Matt. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Odds are she probably dated a Matt. Uh, let's see here. I think we're done. Patreon.com slash The Penske File, thank you very much for supporting the show. All the links are down below. The file.com slash links. You can follow that to get everything. Clay, do you have anything you want to say?
0: Um, no, we get Rotten Horror Picture Show coming out next week. Uh we'll be doing Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps, thank you. Uh, which is a really fun werewolf movie. If you've never seen it, you should check it out and listen to Amanda and I talk about it. And uh Sean and I are back recording. Um, the Badass Podcast, so those should start coming out I think in a couple weeks, depending on how quickly I can get them banked in.
1: There we go. Badass and Mm -hmm. Rotten Horror. Thank you for listening to Star Trek. I think Real Right will come back at some point. We have Schwarzenegger to get through. Uh, Just waiting for some time, I suppose, but we're all quarantined Mm -hmm. and we'll we'll figure out some time at some point. But the Star Trek one continues on as normal. Uh, That's it. I guess we're done. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you for listening to our coverage of Unexpected and we will see you later.